Hello, hello. Hello. Can you hear me better today? Yes, it sounds good. Good. I was working on the sound, trying to get it going well. All right, so we are here to get into the second part, or an additional part, on number four. The fourth article, We Believe in Love. I'll post it up there for you. And, yeah, how are you doing today, Chandra and Ricky? I'm doing awesome. Thank you. Doing really well, actually. Had a pretty darn good day. I had a really epic chiropractic adjustment this morning that felt really good. <laughs> but, yeah, all good. Good. We have Mark, Dr. Mark Rice joining us as well. We did False Prophet together. And uh, how you doing, Mark? If you're there. Says you're on. <laughs> it's all good. Doesn't say you're muted, so I don't know. But get familiar with that mute button. He's brand new to Clubhouse as well, so. All right. So the link here is We Believe in Love. If we follow that, I should open it myself, shouldn't I? That we have the article and the shorts. And the, today we're getting into the additional clarification and the levels of interpretation, which is, I believe, supposed to be layers. What's going on? Anyway, it's a, it's a fun one. It's kind of profound. I might say so myself. Did you have a chance to read it, Chandra? I know you've been pretty busy. Oh, yeah. It's deep. <laughs> I love it. Good. Yeah, and Mark, Ricky, feel free to chime in anytime. As if you have any thoughts, just you got to unmute yourself, Mark, just so you know when you're ready to talk or say anything. Hello. Hello. Oh, that's weird. I didn't see you unmute. Okay, so the button's not showing up for me anyway. But glad you're here. All right, so how do we want to do this? Who wants to read first? You want to read, Chandra? Or I can. And Jesse's joining us, and Jesse's leaving. All right. Additional clarifications on what is love. We believe in love and what that means. And essentially, paraphrasing it, that love is <laughs> really hard to explain, of course, as there's many different layers to it. And that's something we'll be really getting into, those layers, where we think love, of course, is between people, and yet it is actually a connectivity of the relationship that we have, what we are, with the eternal essence of what God is. And so it is an aspect of something that is all-encompassing, and what 
is all existence and that we are joining with that. So regardless of the depth in which you feel it, you are feeling an, a, a depth of it, an aspect of it. So let's go ahead and get into that. Love is not only a feeling. It is experienced by all sensory perceptions, including the thought that believes it could, can perceive with them. The love of God is far more expansive than body-identified consciousness would allow itself to comprehend. To do so is to experience an expansion of the sensory perceptions beyond their confined limitations. A very real experience of explosion of the identification. Expanding beyond a body to never return to the previous state. If one is believed to have experienced an experience of love and feel they have forgotten it over time, it was not the pure essence of love they experienced. For to forget it after offered again is impossible. Any thoughts out there? I like this one, especially the bottom part. If one is believed to have had uh, an experience of love and feel they have forgotten it over time, it was not the pure essence of love they experienced. For, for to forget it after offered again is impossible. I That's totally what I know. I, I felt the love um, when very clearly when I was 19 and I have never forgotten it. I knew I felt it and there was there's never been anything else that compared to it until I felt it again. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to say. Beautiful. Yeah, it's a pretty remarkable thing about this is that as much as, of course, our minds try to find and identify this thing called love and yet it's it's so tricky as we just assume different definitions for it then we start to just establish to go by this is the definition of love and i love this person i love that person i feel it for these people and we don't always allow ourselves to go to that depth uh, a, a much greater depth than what is so so easily felt with special people and uh, of course it is the same love but it's just um, focused and it's rather interesting that it when it's the pure essence of love it's like that explosion <laughs> and it, you're, you literally disappear and you don't exist and so of course we'll be getting more into that chandra you had something yeah i was just gonna say that what that made me think of is love is a state of being and I think we're all saying the same thing with different words. But that's why it's not possible to forget it. Once you are in it, you can come out of it, but you're it's not you can't forget it. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's it's tricky to explain. It is something I know we can have definitions for so many different things, but love is pretty lofty. Like it, there's nothing really tangible 
of what it is. It's not measurable, obviously, but we we assume that it's in particular situations and involving people, and and yet we can feel some sort of tingling or some you know some sort of burning or some sensation that we usually feel say in relationships and mine is specifically in the solar plexus which is rather interesting because it it does involve resistances of relationships and so that sensation is an aspect of love but in its totality is just far more expansive and almost uh, addictive (laughs) so excessive it's outstanding you have any thoughts mark no you're out there we gotta get you in here somehow squeeze you in get in there (laughs) just feel free anytime okay and remember about the mute button you're you're muted (laughs) Chandra you want to read our first one there Yes. The levels of interpretations on love. Number one, love is a feeling between persons. When associating to individual persons, we allow ourselves to experience love at particular times in association to the situations and people they may consist of. While the reality of love is constant and all-encompassing, at this point we reserve the sensations to points in time when we allow the door of its awareness to open and it then becomes present in our awareness, usually reserved for persons we have deemed deserving or special to us. I needed experience while returning to the awareness of love's presence. At this point, it is often believed that love can come and go, while also being able to stop it according to the actions one commits or says, as if it is a product that can be brought or confi- bought or confiscated. Love is all-encompassing, therefore, This is indeed an aspect of the truth of what it is. However, the consciousness provides beliefs and definitions of it to make it seem as if it is partial or selective. And as one continues to reveal love, they start to realize that it is indeed possible to feel it with more than one person, with an inkling of it being a sensation inside yourself and not the other. Any initial thoughts on that? Hello, Jesse. Welcome to the stage. Thank you, lovelies. Thank you. I I may not be able to stay for long, but I wanted to come and listen in and and support. So, love to everybody. Yeah, we're reading levels of interpretation or layers of interpretation of love uh, referred to with undefinable and expansive. So this is what uh, has come through me. And this first one, that this association to individual persons is, is, of course, the most common understanding 
that we see and feel and understand in our lives, uh, of course, it it seems obvious, right? It seems uh, when you think of love, you think of between two people, you think of between your partner, your whoever you're with, and um, and your children, and of course, that's what what I think of. It's, and 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 then we have this association, this idea that where we feel this sensation to them and I can look at them I can see something cute my kids do and I feel this you know beautiful tingling wonderful giddiness occurs you know it's like a somehow it builds up in this sensation kind of like laughter it's like where does that come from you know where does that come from and we use that opportunity oh I I see it of course I saw my son do something cute and and it just reminded me, wow, I, I opened that doorway, that gateway to let me feel love. And I do use him and uh, his actions and doing whatever he's doing, just for example sakes, right? And I, I feel that love. And this is getting at essentially that that's just use of an opportunity of something that is all-encompassing, that you can feel it all the time. So this is indeed an aspect of it, but it's not the wholeness of it. So that's essentially what it's getting at here. Any thoughts? I just like how, how easy and simple this one is. It's uncomplicated. It's... It's true. It's sweet. I like the being it rather than looking for it. That's good, yeah. Like uh, being the love in that situation and just, uh, yeah, just as it is, it's simply, this. this happens, you know, I don't need to try and make it more, try and make it less, try and find where it is, or is it in this person, that person, and just allowing it and just being it. Very simple, very simple indeed. That it has its place and kind of in junction with other articles here is that we have this, there's this divine design and not only by what we are, that we are designed but also the situations we get involved in, the you know arrangement of scenarios, and that even in those scenarios are divinely arranged, that there is no encounter that is not meant to happen, and even to experience that love to whatever degree is divinely arranged, and to know that, to being it, just simply trusting that it will be there, and and that you're open to it and you're allowing yourself to follow, say, those impulses of the spirit to f being in that position in which you're designed to be. Who would like to volunteer to read the next one? Ricky? Yep. Love is passionate excitement, too. Because of the chemical reactions in bodies, 
energy moments within our soul awareness. We often associate their enjoyment to be the present love. Even if we recognize it as energy, we have still uh, confined the reality of love to points in time where the energy is right or the strength of the chemistry between us, which are often quite thrilling experiences. These are required stages along the process of returning to the awareness of love's presence. However, at this time, there usually is an obsession with this particular orgasmic sensation, an addiction to particular experiences and a grave aversion to others, considering the insistence that one loves these experiences. There is an obvious difference between them and other experiences. Love is all-encompassing, therefore this is indeed an aspect of the truth of what it is. However, consciousness doesn't does focus its attention on the definitions it has established as desirable and avoidable and therefore is not open to broadening its attention from the, the specifics it has established. As one continues to reveal love to themselves, they begin to open to the idea that while they are not participating in those experiences, they may be hurting themselves and no longer desire to suffer. Of course, rather interesting, and of course this does get into, you know, sex and passion and in so many different ways uh, not just sex but in just excitement and thrill and and a lot of drugs and gambling and things like that that just give this chemical reaction where they you know you love it it's very enjoyable and it does make this distinction that there is this huge difference between what this is and what it is not so it has this huge separation between the obviousness of these particular situations and the obviousness that those are not happening right now. <laughs> Something else is happening. <laughs> and I don't like what's happening now and I want to get to that loving situation. I want to get to feeling that love. And it really isolates our perspective in the sense that we have to focus our attention to I only allow myself to feel love when this is occurring. I only allow myself to recognize what love is when I'm in this situation or have this type of person with me or whatever it might be and not willing hey, to open that. Yeah, what's up? Rev, may I ask a question, please? Please. Okay, thank you. So, um, I like the way that you're qualifying that only under certain circumstances do people have the uh, thought or the action of opening themselves to love. But when you start to open to love more of the time, all of the time, it's kind of like a feeling state. Um, and and for, for me anyway, it's it's so much more somatic in terms of the energy that's moving through. So um, I would love it if 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 maybe you could just say just a, a sentence or two about that because I'm right there with you. Yeah, as we this was 
just the second layer of interpretation. We're actually going through different interpretations of love. And uh, even getting into the sixth one is love is life force energy. And uh, recognizing that these are kind of building on top of each other, essentially in the description of love. So they are definitely different interpretations. When you look out in the world and you ask everybody what love is, that they will come up with one of these very distinct ideas of what love could be. And uh, that all these layers, it fits in each and every single one of them. That there really is no other additional ideas of love that is outside of these. So that's more of the idea of what this is about. That, of course, um, this idea of love is very somewhat superficial to a lot of, say, spiritual practices, and even the sense of um, Karma Sutra and the practice of this and Kundalini, and that we're trying to get to this pr very profound experience, uh, regardless in sex or, or any activity, but to emphasize an experience over anything else is to say love is not all-encompassing and that it in fact is more so in this experience than others but it is a distinct definition that many perceive love this way and so that's so to clarify these are layers of interpretation and that's what we're kind of establishing here that all the universe everyone believes in one of these and maybe a couple and an opening up to it does that make sense yes and thank you so much for for your kind um explanation and i've already uh, uh pinned and shared uh uh what is up above so i will be reading that thank you yes we all come from different different interpretations i understand that thank you yeah, so we got the love one, uh, next one, which is <laughs> love can stop. Can I speak on this now, Reverend? Please, yeah. Thank you. Um, I don't like this one at all. I think of all the different uh, layers. This is the one where I have found more dynam dynamite to blow the hell out of myself than any other place. And I know definitely <laughs> that this is the one that truly um, I keep using to cover myself with a blanket so I don't have to ascend at all. And it, when it talks about to reveal love to themselves, they begin to open to the idea that while they are not participating in, in those experiences, they may be hurting themselves and no longer desiring to suffer. And um, amen to that. That's all I got to say. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it is, it is weird when we recognize that we're doing it to ourselves is so much more encompassing than just an idea that we're creating this reality um, but in the sense of being in a situation that I'm might be suffering in is usually because I have and this aversion in my mind to the situation and I'm craving a different type of situation that I'm not in and so I can't see clearly in my suffering because of my craving and aversion my wandering of my mind that I say tolerate this sense of not being focused 
And when all I can, I could learn how to be focused on what is in front of me and the real occurrence that is a right now. And through that, opening up real experiences of, of the actuality of what love is, is a very profound concept. Of course, many on this path, on this journey, don't completely recognize yet. But even like A Course in Miracles, this is a required course that we will all be going through. Absolutely. We have to learn that, no, this is not all of it either. I like for more, more than the other discussions that we've had, more so personally, um, that all the different levels to me are somehow equal. Like they feel a lot less like stepping stones and they feel a lot more like just different places you can go at different times, in different states, at different moments. Yeah. And that I think it's because we're going to get into it probably more, but it's like love is everything and everything is love. Yeah. So all the levels are just the same, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. that Essentially, it's coming into that real concept of love being all-encompassing. And so all of these are aspects of it. And it really is depending on your area of focus. You know, what are you focused on right now? And is that is love there also can i find love here also and so whatever that scenario situation is involved in if i'm open in that situation to find love there it, it has its different forms it doesn't mean i'm going to be you know boning everybody's brains out just because they're standing in front of me it means it doesn't mean i'm i'm going to marry everybody you know it it means that i'm recognizing my relationship with god in this situation in this scenario and so it, it definitely has a different color or different shape different size all throughout all scenarios but yes that love that recognition is the same all throughout all right anybody want to read three love can stop i can read it okay all right, number three, love can stop. While we grow older, we often feel that love can dwindle with time because of what we associate love, do, love to does. Often we believe that relationship must be as passionate and supportive as they were in the beginning when we, quote, fell in love insisting that the other and yourself are not free to grow and learn. Therefore, we believe we could be in love and fall out of love or grow apart. It is inevitable. When we associate love to something that changes with time, that our ideas of love will go along with it. A stage of recognition that is required on the journey returning to the awareness of love's presence however at this time 
one that does associate it to persons will often attempt to find another person that could spark that familiar feeling in them again. Failing to have any lasting relationships due to the lack of recollection that love is continuous. Love is all-encompassing. Therefore, it is indeed an aspect of the truth of what it is. However, consciousness does not only make the association to bodies, but distort the reality of like into bodies. It can be a large jump for many to grasp. However, it is often recognized after the sensation returns many times that it is familiar and at some point the question comes in that it may just be something they feel inside and not outside so i i i love this in this way that you know when you feel love and i'm sure all of us have maybe at some point have felt love or fallen in love more than once and it's interesting how it actually feels the same every time. But it's with a different face and might have different conditions about it, different, say, regulations based on the relationship and, you know, different cookie-cutter kind of shape. But it's the same sensation. And yet we always kind of make this cling aspect that this same sensation I felt from a few, a couple, if not many, to this particular face. And of course that question comes in, you know, is it about the person or is it about something I feel inside? Is it something that's occurring within me? And so th all throughout this, these layers are, are a sense of discovery that they all reveal what love true is. That's why it says in every single one, love is all-encompassing. Therefore, this is indeed an aspect of the truth of what it is. However, so many different variations of whatever we believe is occurring, making it a some sort of separation aspect, bringing it apart from other parts. We can't experience what love actually is while our minds still make these distinctions and differences. But of course, it is love. It is love. Any thoughts? This particular part makes me think about the free will conversation we had before and how we sort of purposefully make ourselves believe that there's this huge separation between people just so that we can come back to it somehow like we take ourselves away from the totality of love so we can experience the different aspects of it that's true yes um on this journey it is pretty remarkable how we even this idea of separating from God, it really is the same thing, that we make this exploration aspect of it, and what are the different combinations, you know, even like 
astrology and using that like what is the combination uh, let's put these two types together and <laughs> these two types together and see what it feels like see what the experience is and of course it's that wholeness of what God is experiencing it through these different variations of combinations of archetypes and, and things like that that it, it naturally kind of ha has a whole nother paradigm of experience just by the condition of of what the relationship the status of where they are where they live you know the condition of everything that is occurring brings about a totally completely different occurrence and to have that to have essentially in every variation possible to recognizing that love is the sum of all of these parts all of these stories of where love occurred and then of course then some beyond the sum of its all of its parts it's pretty remarkable to think that it's experiencing itself love experiencing itself through all of us and all of our different experiences and none of them are wrong or greater than another or anything that they all offer different variations of love's experience absolutely any other thoughts so number four I'll go ahead and read this one unless we have anybody else craving it <laughs> Dr. Mark, don't afraid to be afraid to jump in anytime, all right? Often when we believe we have a grasp on what love is, we strongly believe we know exactly what it is and what it obviously is not. Regardless of what these opposing definitions might be, we believe there is an obvious distinction between them and love. In this perception, there seems to be a, quite a number of people and actions that are loving and, by definition, many others. This seems completely plausible when we associate love to actions and to the people that perform them. Clearly, we want some and must avoid others for our safety. This is a necessary step on the awakening of the awareness of love's presence. Excuse me. However, at this stage, we usually get engrossed by the enjoyment of this love that it is hard to pass uh, hard hard to pass our definitions that anything else could possibly be love also. Love is all-encompassing. Therefore, this is indeed an aspect of what the truth of what it is. However, consciousness's definitions make it impossible to feel that way. It is easy to assume that we completely understand what we experience. Yet a feeling... Yet... A feeling really isn't meant to be understood. 
When we attempt to do so, we isolate it. And when it is isolated, it is made separate. And therefore, there is a love and everything is absent and everything that is absent of it, including ourselves. So I feel like this one does, has, of course, we've talked about it a lot, but there is this sense in which it's about isolating definition to the particular sensation and saying that even that, as we just in the previous one started recognizing that feeling something inside, it's a continuous sensation and that uh, I, I might have fallen in love a few times or might feel that same love for several of my kids or whatever it might be, that there's that same sensation. In this, we're trying to recognize that there is now a definition of this particular sensation and that I believe this sensation is love and there's other sensations that are not love. There, there, I have this isolated aspect which I must feel this way in order to feel love that I think of all the other, say, sensations that I might be. I might enjoy them, I might love the sensations, but they aren't what love is. And so we have this distinction that it can be and have opposites. And in, even in the sense of positive or negative, that love has an opposite, and that there is obviousness to that, where we see hatred and anger and and whatever it might be as not love and yet to be in that situation you must love it but that gets into another subject <laughs> well i mean it is love but it does get into a whole nother ball game yeah there's this interesting aspect of love as being all-encompassing so it's almost like an umbrella emotion. So I th this section makes me think about the emotion of love and the sensation in the body of what that might feel like and how somehow that's still a little bit limited because of what you're saying, how it's not exactly because the sensation of hate doesn't feel to me like the sensation of love but I know intellectually and sometimes have felt that love also encompasses all the negative emotions or somehow envelops or colors all of the negative emotions with some really interesting sort of allowing and forgiveness. Um, I think I'm starting to get into a lot of other topics here, but... Yeah, that's what yeah. all that made me think about. Yeah, there's a lot involved in this, and it does yeah, rely on that love is all-encompassing and essentially the definition of God's love. and God's love is all there is. And that's a pretty profound statement because once you recognize, you take that idea, okay, God's love is all there is, and then this thing happens in the world, and you're like, what the crap? You know, you're feeling totally upset right you have this upset and yet how can you have an upset and god's love is all there is at the same time well obviously 
there's God's love and and there's anger and upset or something like that. And so we don't always make the connection that even the upset, even the negative emotions that I'm feeling are actually God's love also, but they are distorted by my own mind. That I think it could have stopped. I think it could have changed. I think it was actually something from the situation that occurred. You know, this thing happened, now I'm upset. As if that's not love also. All based off of this scenario. So when I recognize that the scenario and the whole occurrence is all encompassed by what love is, then as we're going through this journey where the definition of love is broadening and expanding and and yeah umbrella emotion where it's it gets everywhere and we start to feel it everywhere we start to experience it everywhere as of course we've been getting more into any other thoughts anyone yep i got something on this one um i this to me is when you start getting into the rules and the regulations of love it's like you feel all of a sudden you get a feeling about it and then when that does you know that's when my head kicks in and the and the attitudes and the, well this means this and that has to mean this because now i feel this so that that these then there's these unspoken rules and regulations that all of a sudden the person or the whatever that i love has to meet uh meet my expectations and it can be just as simple as you know so you, you're with someone and then all of a sudden you find out that they're cheating on you and then this person that you love with all your heart and might is uh, all of a sudden a horrible bastard and uh, and you will hate him forever and you know if and, and so that i really love i chuckle at this and at the same time you know it's a real place where where i've seen so many of my clients get trapped in it you know and rather than and it's what you're talking about reverend it's just allowing um allowing love to be love and if we just do that without all this head stuff that has to go with it uh things go along a lot smoother thank you yeah it is rather interesting i love that idea that we usually are in love with an idea of a person and not so much the actual person because like if we're, when we're in love with the actual person if we can then it adapts it grows with that person it changes with that person um like any changes that occurs if you're actually in love with the person it, it wouldn't really matter it wouldn't really choose that it no longer loves that person like it can be taken away it's rather interesting that you know we love the idea of that person and then they went out of that idea oh now i don't love that person because they're out of that idea that i had that confines that no they are like this they would never do that because i love them in this box and they have to stay in this box instead of oh they go for <laughs> they crawl out of that box now what do i i have a choice to make do i really love them or was i just loving an idea of someone that i really didn't know any thoughts before we moving on to the next or volunteering for the next Mark, you're quiet out there. 
I can read five. Okay. okay. Love is in everywhere. Absence. Often as one has looked for love, they are guided to experiences that help them to recognize that they can feel love anywhere they open up to it. Actual experiences which confirm that love just might be something inside themselves, which they can turn on at any time with anyone. Starting to recognize the only times they don't are times they don't want to, times they have chosen that it is better for them to avoid it instead. Whether they call them blockages or boundaries, they, uh, they are choices on various levels of conscious awareness, often judged as important or supportive for the maintenance of relationships. At this point, while awakening to love's presence, it is common to recognize that love really could be everywhere and for everyone, but there are obvious spots in them or others that is not and might insist it will never be. Love is all-encompassing, therefore, this is indeed an aspect of the truth of what it is. However, while the mind remains to make the association to people, their actions, or deemed quality, it will remain impossible to breach the only true barrier that one actually has, their own beliefs. When it seems so real, justifying our choices to remain confined, it can be only by our own choices that could set us free. I like that one. <laughs> That's a good one. Any thoughts right away? I think it goes back to, to really pointing out what you said in the beginning and all through this is we're the ones that set ourselves up to either be open for love or not, or, or to not be open for love. And I think that's all I want to say on it. Yeah. And to recognize that our blockages and boundaries are choices and various con levels of conscious awareness, that's, that's pretty intense. I mean, to think that we are choosing this for whatever reason, even to say maintain our relationships. Like we, I know I also have a fear of expressing my love to a lot of people out there because it gets confused as if I'm, you know, hitting on them or, or something or, or wanting it to go somewhere, you know, instead of just being a loving, smiling face. And so I have this resistance to, you know, being that loving face all the time. And especially if I have this somehow distinction that, oh, those people are, are closed off to experiencing love or anything like that and so it usually falls out down into like just complimenting and things like that but I have this and this conscious I'm a conscious of it yes um, level that uh, you know to maintain my marriage here and uh, to maintain their boundaries that I'm perceiving regardless if they're actually real or not that I, I separate myself from this sensation of love, feeling that love that I, I, I can, regardless of what I say, regardless of what I do with these other people. But at the same time, there's this joining that I feel like is missed out on because I believe in these boundaries that very well might be real and necessary. But uh, at the same time, I. 
I am keeping them between myself and many, many others. Any thoughts? Yeah, that, that one's confusing to me because what I've learned about love and being open to love and allowing love to flow, and then, you know, you're talking about boundaries, and I mean, I've also ran up against that myself, but so how do you, how do you let love flow and feel boundaries at the same time, Reverend? Well, I'm, I might say boundaries are people too, but they're not, um, but they in that way uh it, it it's a change of perception that i agree that love can be freely expressed and open essentially when everybody's agreed in that participation but at the same time there's really no difference between say boundaries and and free flowing of what say love is that we just have this perception that in the distinction of our relationships that we are establishing this say scenario but that we are part of that scenario and all boundaries or borders or blockages that are involved are also part of the designed scenario and so as much as we have the choice to get out of them there is that whole experience of our lives that is this division of time where we are learning and allowing ourselves to forgive to reach that point essentially where the world's not necessary anymore of absolute freedom of love so it does take it into a whole nother level that you can't really be loving among persons and be free of free to love every person at the same time so it kind of and of course we will get more into that and throughout these layers as well I like the mention about beliefs because I think it's exactly what you're talking about. Whatever we choose to believe about it yeah. is true. So if we believe that boundaries are restricting love, then they are. If we believe that boundaries are also love, then they are. So. <laughs> is what it is yeah of course yeah it, it is absolutely belief like there's the whole status of everything that's occurring if I think anything's happening it is all you know from my beliefs that I believe this is occurring I believe this I'm talking to you I believe that we're bodies I believe this is actually happening and so even as I was talking about the boundaries and the borders and they only exist by my belief in them and even if I think it's in another person or I think it's in myself I believe they exist and so that say the only barrier the only boundary that we have is with our beliefs but to have no beliefs also is to have no world that the world is a reflection and the basis of our belief system and we believe that we are bodies and we believe that we are in a world and we believe we are succumbed to the laws of physics and so it is all there but as we're learning like this time experience to have no 
resistance, to have no resentments, to have no grievances, to have no boundaries or borders or blockages, is to have no body, is to have no world, is to have no separation. It's to be in the complete total essence of what love is, one united with God. There is no separate occurrences throughout that. Which, of course, is a much deeper layer than, <laughs> than those, these ones. Can you guys see the room? I still see everybody in the room, but I have a feeling not everybody's actually here. Is it just hmm. us? I think it's all of us. Oh, Jesse, you still there? Hi. I'm here, and um, thank you. Oops, the signals are great. Get. Anyway, I'm here, and thank you. Yeah, cutting out a little bit. I was kind of hoping that you'd read the next one because it was kind of what you were talking about. If you're open to it. Sorry, no can do. Okay. Um, with partner and. Um, no problem. Yes. Okay. I can read it. Sure. All right. Love is life force energy. As we begin to perceive with our spiritual vision, we start to recognize that the expression of love is an emphasis of movement and luminosity. As all spiritual energy uniting everyone in and throughout all existence. By this point, they have confronted those places and people where they insisted love could not be, facing them as they seem to be and not running, getting real and authentic with them, to not only expose the other's blocks, but also their own. Realizing that the awareness of love has always been blocked by their own choices and not anyone else's. Usually a profound step on the path to the awakening, the awareness of love's presence and very precise, dedicated to recognizing love where it once believed there not to be. Embracing uncomfortable and irritating situations they previously ran from as opportunities to change their mind. Understanding that they are choosing to see that absence differently, they are making the necessary small steps to eventually see everything differently. Love is all-encompassing. Therefore, it is indeed an aspect determined to discover the truth of what it is. However, one does eventually realize that what they have been dedicated to recognizing love's presence in were actually aspects of themselves made to seem as, as if it is outside. A fully emerged experience of a world full of what they have insisted 
were not worthy of their own presence. Bound and determined to overcome, they accept complete responsibility for all in existence, embracing every glorious or evil doing as their own doings, as their own thoughts, beginning to actually recognize what love is again. Now that being love, what love is again, is the acceptance of all, say, good and evil, all right and wrong, all light and all darkness, all regardless of what it is, it is the acceptance, the embracing, the loving of it. And so it's a beautiful thing that, yeah, you have to go through these experiences, these uncomfortable and irritating places or fearful things where you think love is not or not present and then you recognize that it is there also and that you're what really what love actually is being all-encompassing is something that is available simply by my recognition by my open-mindedness by my say change of thought change of mind I can discover and see and experience it if I am responsible for it. Any thoughts? It's getting deep, man. All right, now I'll read the last one unless anybody has anything to say. This is one that also, if you're on the page, is questions. I'm doing questions on each one, which the questions are the most uh, relatable answers, aspects of this entire page. I find it very relatable um, as far as gets personal, uh, more so, and, and understanding and examples and kind of relating to what this is all about. So... Any thoughts before I read this? Last chance. Okay. (laughs) Love is all there is. Well, cliche, when one remains unaware of the experience, it remains true. Love is all there is. For love is realized as something beyond time and space. And what is love is embraced by love. One cannot understand what it is while definitions establish various separations of objects, of people, and of themselves. While it seems possible to understand love, it is not if you and the other are separate beings. When the awareness of love's presence is fully uncovered, also is the state of your consciousness that is known, created, and embraced by God. A discovery beyond forms and the unfolding of time. No longer does one walk among many. They walk as the one walks as many. 
No longer are there those easy to love and those hard to, for they love them and all existence as they love themselves, not as something apart, but embraced as themselves as God embraces them as itself. Love is all-encompassing, therefore, everything along the journey is all contained within what love actually is. Love, or so if one desires to discover this reality, they must surrender the ability to discern in there is, or if there is anything other than love. Embracing the curriculum of life and make the very real decision to recognize love there instead. Whether they are inside or out, embracing cannot be done partially, and what is discovered remains indescribable to those choosing to separate themselves from it. Even as rain to the ocean, it is inevitable that one discover and eventually embrace this truth. Such beautiful lines in there, but just, therefore everything along the journey is all contained within what love actually is. So it does, in this sense, the real only thing in debate about this is, is love really all-encompassing? And of course, regardless if that's true or not, and this really, as we want to establish this recognizing that there is an actual experience for each and every one of us, that we can know from that experience discovering that real love within and throughout everything. And of course, as this seems to be a real kind of major step, there is that actual experience of this unification of recognizing that not only what God's love is as a sensation, not just a burning in the bosom, but a real enlightened experience of all that is, a knowing of everything, a feeling of everything, an experience of everything. To no little degree, but in every degree. Any thoughts? My favorite, and you know this Reverend, was no longer does one walk among many they walk as the as the one walks as many and and i think that that's that's totally pulling to to community that's that's to, totally totally pulling to the place of you know um not feeling separated in the love and the only way i'm going to be able to do that and that kind came to me when i was reading this before is i need to love myself this really calls to, to me to see myself worthy of love as love and as I do then I'm going to see everyone else that way to the point where there is no one else 
yes. Yeah, you break that barrier from I'm loving and accepting of everyone and then realizing I I am everyone. An actual experience of I love even the the people, like I, I might I might love you and that whole experience, but then I realize I am you. I'm breaching that barrier that I only love myself in, in major degrees, not only just Oh, you're an idea in my mind and I love myself, but also that you are what I am, and that we are this one essence, and therefore that love for it, ourselves is this entire, in, entire flow of existence, this entire movement of what we are. And it really takes it to an absolute new level that many religions discuss and talk about through say marriage, that there's a divine and or eternal marriage where well, they will discover and experience the, each other as one essence. And this, of course, it might be easy to do in, in a simple little two-person relationship, to, but that leads to recognizing, oh, maybe this can be done with everything in existence, and then opening up to that. Excuse me, um, Reverend Devin. Uh, I'm 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 giggling, so uh, I don't mean that to be inappropriate. So I'm going to withhold my giggling. But <laughs> really, really <Okay>. enjoyed. <laughs> really, really enjoyed. Um, yeah, yeah. I, the vibe. I mean, uh, the resonation and the understandings. And um, I love the expansiveness of it. And greatly um, appreciate you curating these experiences for us. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for being here and sharing your thoughts. It's wonderful. Any other ideas? Chandra? When you were saying the simple two-person relationship as if a relationship between two people is simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, but I love that because it really explains the, the bigness and the vastness of what love is in that last passage right that that is so big that a relationship between two people does become simple in comparison it's definitely no small thing when you're in it of course um, but it is the purpose essentially of the world and so relationships is very involved in that that we all are learning to and through say what our experiences involve with other people expanding and learning to be as this say divine presence of love that we have to learn what it's like to be small to have these 
small relationships in order to realize what it's like to be in this big relationship of all, all humanity. That it is something that we eventually will all do and recognize that we are all this one Christ and that it will come through all of us. And that we are that love in which God's love is the expression of ourselves. But it's inevitable. Dr. Mark, you've been quiet. I'm giving you a last chance here. Have any thoughts about any of this? <laughs> you gotta unmute yourself, remember. <laughs> Anyone else? Any thoughts? Yeah, Ricky, I love that line as the mini and walks as the mini. So it it I mean it it's something that's present all the time. Like that's occurring now. Like there is only one mind living as everyone right now. And yet there's a distinct definition or dimension of our awareness where we, uh, I see myself as separate to breaching that barrier to where I see myself as everyone. I see myself as all. It is a very interesting thing to, of course, it seems just conceptual until we really put it to practice and surrender those, that ability to, you know, discern and, and judge and think of things as different. And essentially what, how I define forgiveness and what forgiveness is. Letting go and surrendering that ability to discern between opposites and variations. Well, thank you all for participating with me today. This is wonderful. Any last thoughts before we close? Thank you, Reverend. Yes, thank you. Oh. Grazie, grazie. <laughs>